0: That's like why I went to the school, and then they were like, yeah, you're small, and I was like, fuck you, dude. (laughs) Um, And that's uh, that's how my athletic career ended. But you know what? My athletic career has never ended, because I throw leg kicks every night. Um, All right. Why are you feeling these feelings? (laughs) That's that's a a good question. Um, Why am I feeling these feelings? Well, right now, probably uh, red wine and weed are the reasons that I feel this way. Uh, and holy shit, are you asleep? Yeah. <laughs> the way you're sitting, you look like you're like in a chrysalis. You look like a, an insect that is returning to a different life. Uh, looks like we've both dabbled in the same things today. Um, the feelings that I'm feeling right now, I feel great. I feel fantastic. I think most of that is probably... I think this... Hawaiian shirt is probably mainlining into my body right now. I think that if, if you put a Hawaiian shirt on bare skin, it's, it's like an acid tab and it just kind of like soaks in and you become riddled with the spirit of aloha. Uh, and that's, that's what you want, because the aloha spirit means, I'm basically a tropical drink right now. If it was, if it was raining, I would just, I would just use my tiny umbrella And I'd be fucking set. I'm living life inside of a pineapple. I am SpongeBob SquarePants. That is who I am. I am SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, and I live in a pineapple under the sea. Yo! All right. Uh, Did you you guys watch that show? Yeah. It's a good program. I feel like animated shows get to do way more crazy shit. Like, if you're writing for a kid, you're like, ah, their imagination's crazy. Let's get all the drug references going. Um, if you're an adult, it's like, oh, let's talk politics. I'm fucking boring. Um, were berets even cool? That's a good question. Um, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say berets were cool because anytime someone has like one of those long cigarettes, uh, it is cool. And if you're wearing a beret, you have to be smoking a cigarette. Or, or, or a paintbrush that is acceptable as well, but you have to be mixing it on one of those stereotypical palettes. I wish I was a painter. Do you ever think about? I I just wish I was better at visual art. I suck at it, but I feel like if I was, I could be very pretentious, and that's that's what I want. I want you know, I want I want to be classy. I could have a little uh, little fucking turtleneck, and I could tell people that they just don't understand my art. You know, but in comedy, if uh, people don't understand your your art, you're just standing in a quiet room, and uh, no one believes you. But if you're in an art gallery, it's like, oh, yes, well, most people pay $10,000 for this. You can eat my fucking balls. And that's what I would say if I was a painter, and that's why I'll never be in the Smithsonian. (laughs) I could paint Barack Obama coming out of a bunch of leaves. I could... (laughs) I could do it. No, I couldn't. I really couldn't. It seems hard, but I could. I could have photoshopped that. I, you know, looked pretty fucking cool though. I liked it. Um, did anyone see the Hannibal Burris Photoshop of that? Because that was hilarious too. Um, do you care about the World Cup? Yes, I do. I care a lot because I can only care about soccer a tiny amount. And that amount is once every four years. Uh, And when I care, I fucking care. And I will watch Ecuador and be like, fuck yeah, Ecuador, that's my shit. And then, you know, and then I don't care again. Um, Because that is the American way. When we can extract resources or fun, we care about your country. Um, Otherwise, you know, call me later. Uh, I, was, I just came from watching women's downhill skiing. So that should give you an idea of where my mind's at with sports. <laughs> you know? <laughs> is it popping right now? Uh, if Bob Costas is going to stand on NBC and be like, this is historic, this is unbelievable, I'll be like, yeah, he's probably right. And then I'll fucking watch it. I don't give a shit about figure skating, but if you tell me it's the biggest moment in this young man and woman's career, I'll watch that. Because sports are basically just reality TV for boys. You know? Like, uh, yeah, people are hitting each other. This is football, of course, not figure skating. Although, goddammit, would I watch figure... Uh, that's just hockey. That's just hockey. Um, and that's one of my favorite sports. So I think I really got to the bottom of that quickly. Um, but it is, like, I watch Sports Center and... And then if someone's watching like E news I'm like what the fuck is wrong with you all right <laughs> these people don't care about you but I believe in lebron james athleticism <laughs> like <laughs> we get into the storylines I know who tom brady's wife is it's basically people magazine you know it's just freaking testosterone up so it's super chill cuz that's how that cuz that's how that works that's why I go to the gym and get get that testosterone going. Boom! Tell us about drugs. Wow. I don't think that I need to. <laughs> <Sorry>. I mean, <laughs> I've been to Mutiny Radio. I know how I know how it goes around here. Um, drugs are cool. That's that's what they okay. don't always tell you, but in moderation. <laughs> i like pam what's your favorite drug weed Weed. yeah that actually makes sense that's how i got paid tonight uh allegedly internet that doesn't that doesn't matter i would say that n- what it's legal. it's legal exactly it's yeah it's kind of legal uh there's uh, i uh, <laughs> Not all drugs are created equally, and I think people get that, because some drugs can be very good for you if you do them correctly, and some, you know, like, you know, like, uh, Coke is really fun. It's in no way ever helps you, you know? (laughs) Like, it's never a good, you never wake up, you do, like, Coke two days in a row, and you get hammered, you wake up, and you're like, Get back to work. I'm ready for the week. You're literally like, man, I haven't like felt the depths of my soul like this in so long. I'm like not a depressed person, but I have made myself depressed by my own choices. (laughs) There will be like days of the week where I'm like, man, life's not worth it. Like, we're all going to die anyway. And then I, like, four days later, I'm like, I still know that, but I've always known that. I'm just not sad right now, like, chemically. Um, But then you could also take, like, mushrooms and be like, oh, shit, maybe there is a God, and this is worth it. And so there you go. And that's why I recommend if you're going to do drugs, you should always make sure to put them up your butt. (laughs) because you need to know what you're working with you know you want to numb the system get a little butt chug going do your thing all right <laughs> what do we got what do you do when you find a hair in your food that's a good question and i actually take pride in this i fucking pull it out and i eat my food like a fucking person. I don't give a shit. Unless it's my mom, then I beat the shit out of her, dude. Because I don't play that shit. Barbara, get that fucking hair out of my food, you old woman. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, like, if it's if it's egregious, or like, if the you know the server is mean to me, or I just hate the restaurant. But if it's like. Everyone's doing their best and, you know, if the hair falls out, if, you know, whatever. I sit, I mean, I sulk quietly. I'm very upset. Uh, I, I go on Yelp and I destroy them. I light them up. Uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I, it doesn't bother me that much. But I think part of that's because I really do hate asking for things. Like, like, if I go to a restaurant and they put me at the worst table and someone's like, should we move? I'm like, I don't know. I think they hate us. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm like that. I have friends that are like, I, I wish I was more like, I have friends that just go in and boom, they just get everything done. They set everything up nice. I just, if I'm like with a customer service person, I'm like, oh yes, thank you very much. <laughs> I don't, yeah, their jobs suck. I feel good about it. Um, babies are dumb. True dat. Uh, that's no. That's the point of a baby, um, is that uh, they're dumb, and that you can, it's like a blank canvas. And I think what parenting is, is you take all of, like, your hopes and dreams that didn't work out, and you cram them down the throat of that child, and you hope that it becomes what you could not. At least that's what I learned from all of my Little League coaches. (laughs) (laughs) Because that is how they treated their kids, and it was very uncomfortable, and I hated it. Um, My parents, I think, did a better job, but those guys really were like, my son's going to fucking play for the Orioles, and I was like, dude, he's nine years old. I'm thinking of someone very specific. Um, (laughs) It's Michael Leonard. All right. Uh, That is his real name. Hopefully, he doesn't listen to Mutiny Radio, Uh, or maybe he should. But babies are dumb, yes. But, you know, I'll eventually, I think I'll have one. Because I like to fuck. And I hate condoms. <laughs> so it's going to happen. Um, all right. That's just last poll. Hell yeah. Last time I pull out, Pam. There it is. Uh, this is the first political one yet. Dot, dot, dot. Speaking of blank canvases, <laughs> that's like, I uh, uh, well, I don't know where to take that. Um, I think I think it's a funny time in politics because uh, as a comedian, everyone comes up to you and they're like, you must be getting all this material. I mean, Donald Trump. Right. And that's like, well, it's hard because he's clearly an idiot. So I don't have like a hot take on that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to like make political comedy great again because I don't want to be saying the same shit that everyone else is saying. And it's very hard. That's why I feel like a lot of comics are going and they're just like giving up and being like, I'll just make fun of the left because they're being fucking crazy. Because if I went up here and I was like, Donald Trump, that guy's a real fucking piece of work, huh? (laughs) You guys would be like, yeah, I'll just watch the news. I don't need you to fucking tell me that. Preaching to the choir is like the most boring thing ever, which is what makes it hard in comedy right now because there's nothing else to say aside from the fact that I hope we don't all die. Um, But I think it's cool that we have a president that, uh, that fucks. You know, he gets out there, and, you know, he gets it in. And then, all right. Um, <laughs> trying, to, trying to come up with something. He fucked a porn star while he's married to, like, his third wife, and the evangelical voting block is like, yeah, that's fine. Which I think is the dawning of the greatest party in American political history. So everybody get your dick wet. That's my time. Thank you very much. <laughs>
1: I know I've been thinking about Melania and porn stars. I've never thought more about porn stars than in this past week, because I've never been a porn watcher or anything. i like, just not into it. I didn't even know who the Stormy Daniels girl was. Didn't even know. I learned I learned through comedy what was really happening. And then I realized that that's how we can, we in San Francisco, we can do our part and we can overtake the presidency. And what we need to do is we need an army of porn stars. And so what I need is some sex workers from kink.com. We're gonna get together. And it's going to be like a sting operation, like a massive sting operation, like 50 undercover porn stars with like cameras. And they're all like, yeah, and they all go up to the president, I want to suck your dick, I want to suck your dick. And they've got like a camera and they're like, tell me about all the bad things you've done. And then they all, wouldn't it be fun? We could compile all the footage together. But the whole point would be that there would be army of porn stars, it's going to be like a new, Kink.com will become a 501c3 political party. It'll be really exciting. It'll be like, sex workers finally did something. I mean, besides working for everybody and sucking all their dicks and everything. <laughs> sex workers are great. I mean, anyway, okay. I don't want to disparage any sex workers in the making of this joke, honestly. <laughs> You're next comedian I learned so much this week in an interview with him, and some call me Tim. He's so philosophical. He taught me that, like, I asked him about higher powers, and he was like, yeah, there's higher powers. Like... Gravity's a higher power, and like radiation's a higher power, <laughs> and like fucking thinking about it, he's exactly right. <laughs> like, explain that shit. That's magic, or we can call it God. Put your hands together, everybody, for Keith D'Souza.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Gotta be on the hell hat. <laughs> Sounds like an AC/DC song, doesn't it? About <laughs> that hell, hell. <laughs> Louis CK was right, what the fuck? Right. Do you care about the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival? That's literally what this says. I I got a story about the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Um, the first year of the Muni Radio Comedy Festival, Pam. Uh, uh, we, I see Pam at the mic here. Uh, she goes, "Hey, uh, you know, we're doing a comedy festival here at Muni Radio. Um, uh, y- you should apply to it." I'm like, oh, you know, I, I've known Pam five, six years at this point. I'm like, uh, uh, do I really need to apply to it, Pam? Can't we, you know, you've, you've seen my set before, you know?" It's like, no, "No, no, no, no. Everyone has to apply." I'm like, "All right, all right yeah, that's this is just a formality, right?" So I go to the website. I I apply to be a, a comedian in the Mutiny Radio, the first ever Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Uh, cut to a month later, I get a rejection email <laughs> from the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's like I don't. My ego doesn't need that. You know what I mean? Like I have friends of mine who are on TV. And I'm getting rejected from a comedy festival I didn't even know existed. You know what I mean? So yeah, I do care about the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. And someday, god damn it, I'm gonna be on it.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> School shootings, what the fuck? <laughs> Which is worse, Emoji Movie or Sausage Party? That uh, I like Sausage Party. I'm a sucker for Seth Rogen, I got his phone number. Yeah, you wanna you, you want call him? Put it on the old speakerphone here. Let's see, where is it? And Emoji Movies, by the way! If you're a dude, don't send emoji. My fucking iPhone recommends emojis. It's like, I'm not a prepubescent girl here. I'm trying to get laid, don't. That's, cause that's a turn off, right? As a woman, you get a. Oh, here we go. Oh my
3: God.
2: <laughs> Where's the sound come from?
3: The bottom? No, uh,
4: the bottom, bottom.
2: Okay. I don't know. It's not amplifying it. What? Where your ear goes when you're holding it? flip it around. Oh, right, right. A fucking genius over here. (laughs) Who's the one with Seth Rogen's phone number? All right. Oh my God! Hey Seth Rogen, it's Keith D. Man, Uh, we're at the Mutiny Radio Show. Call us back. All right. You'll be a caller. All right. That guy fucking never answers his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Dipping in the hell hat. <laughs> my favorite song right now. My favorite song right now is Hell Hat by AC/DC. <laughs> Talking about that hell hat. Da, da, da we gonna trim all that fat. Da, da.
3: That
2: sounds like an ACDC song, right? My favorite cuss. C-U-S-S, cuss. That's a good question, isn't it? The N-word? The C-word? What is, what is the best? I would say cock smoker. <laughs> That's... That's my go-to. Some may say it's homophobic. I I think it brings an imagery. Actually smoking a cock, you know? <laughs> you got cum smoke just coming out of your mouth. My cat is better than your mom. How was that? How was how that? Background. Background toilet. <laughs> God forbid anybody has to take a shit, you know what I mean? Everybody's gonna know it. My cat is better than your mom. I didn't come out of that pussy, alright? Oh, uh, no, go fuck yourself! <laughs> hey, hey! You know those people, there were like three people who came in here? Do you know them? Yeah. They were your friends, yeah. and then they uh, what? I didn't know we had to pay to be here, right? They couldn't drink. No, they couldn't drink. Yeah, those goddamn pigs. All right, you guys aren't undercover cops, are you? Are there any undercover cops here? You gotta, you gotta tell me if you are. <laughs>
3: we,
2: that's yeah. We we can't drink here because uh, an undercover cop came here one time. And now we're losing fucking audience members. This place would be full. (laughs) And now it's at 40% capacity. (laughs) Cat is better than your mom. You know what? If your mom is an undercover cop, (laughs) get him fucking spayed, okay? Don't spread that demon semen. This is not even English. Plus okay. I can't read Sanskrit, goddammit. I'll read the back of it. Ever tried it? Thomas muttered, smiling. You couldn't swim until you were. That's it. I didn't write it. I didn't write that, alright? Am I picking too many, fam? No, you're perfect. There's enough, right? Oh, there's plenty. Look at all these here. Why is bowling a sport? Because fat, drunk people need to feel like they're an athlete sometimes, all right? (laughs) So I can brag about my sporting accomplishments. You guys bowlers? (laughs) What's your highest? What's the highest bowling score here? 173, anybody beat that? No, fucking exactly. <laughs> the LeBron James of amateur bowling, god damn it. Yeah! This isn't even what I'm good at, you should see me bowling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting pregnant, so you can all drop dead. I feel like there's a lot of like child theme ones here. Oh, welcome to Mutiny Radio, how's it going? It could be better? <laughs> Jesus, I just give me a chance here, lady. <laughs> you haven't even heard me tell a joke here. You know what this show is, the theme of this show? It's a improv based. So the last prompt I got, I'm getting pregnant so you can all drop dead. Especially that fetus. You know what I'm saying? I'm pro-abortion here. Who's pro-abortion? Yeah. What, you're not? You're not? Okay, good. Yeah. (laughs) What makes you tick? You know what makes me tick? fucking tick-tock clocks when I'm trying to sleep, all right? You're trying to sleep, you hear a clock every fucking second ticking. Oh. Maybe maybe I'm not I should have been more creative, but you know. <laughs> you're like, "Well, that's just the first thing you thought of." you fucking idiot what makes you tick oh the clock that ticks you're just doing word association and trying to pass that off as quality entertainment i paid 10 bucks to be here you fucking asshole but i don't like them i don't like tick clocks. also police officers all right you know what is even worse than police police dogs that shit is animal cruelty, all right? The dog shouldn't be having to work. You're gonna give a dog a job? That's a slave, all right? <laughs> I could talk at length about that. <laughs> what makes you tick? I could do my whole act. <laughs> my stand-up comedy act is just shit that makes me tick. And I'll tell you about school shootings. <laughs> My favorite myth, that voting does anything. That's, you know? Any time you get hopeful about politics, oh man, that Bernie Sanders, he can actually change. No, he's not. That shit is never, how old are you? Shouldn't you know by now? Don't ever get your hopes behind politics. Also, credit scores aren't a real number, all right? (laughs) Credit scores are an imaginary fucking number. Oh, what, I can't buy a house or start a business? Oh no, I was totally gonna do that. <laughs> fuck you. I'm going for the world's lowest credit score. You know what I'm saying? Those creditors call you, just fuck with them. It's one of my joys in life. Last poll. Spill coffee on new white shirt. Yeah, spill coffee all over those whiteys, all right? Okay. <laughs> All the coffee, all the coffee that those white shirts spilled on us all those years. Yeah, that's what's called a metaphor, you fucking people. Earlier with that TikTok clock thing. You're all, this guy's an idiot, Well, how about that? I created a metaphor for white shirts applying to race politics. Where were you <laughs> when the white shirts spilled their coffee on our nation? <laughs> Where were you when the Haynes Company espresso? Okay, all right, I, <laughs> I had a good time. Had a wonderful time. Let's uh, let's give it up for the troops. Come on, mixed for sure troops. <laughs>
1: the hell hat. Uh, your next comedian, he's my, one of my favorite old mans, and my second favorite ginger. Uh, he's like, it's, it's, no, I'm sorry. There's, uh, he's my first favorite ginger, obviously. Well, I like Max Eddie a lot right now, but you're my, I mean, beast
3: and we've got Rolf
1: Scar in the room, too. We have a lot of gingers today. Uh, hey, your next comedian, he's also on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. Yeah!
5: Damn it, (laughs) Keith! I too was snubbed once by the Pamtastic Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, and it left a scar on my soul. But you know, I'm not. I'm not dwelling on it. (laughs) Deep into the hat. What are you on a scale from one to ten? Son of
3: a. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch.
5: Well, I'm under 5'9", I know that on a scale of 1 to 10. (laughs) So I'm like half, I guess, like a 5. I'm like a 5'5". Don't read too much into that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, amongst gingers, I'm like... I'm like a daddy, you know.
3: <laughs>
5: but then again got short guys, like among short guys. I gotta be like a 10 among short guys. But bald guys, bald guys are like bald and virile guys. I'm just like losing a little bit. I'm not one of them. <laughs> the best grilled cheese. I actually don't really eat a lot of grilled cheese, so I really have nothing to say on that. I should have left that for a, a funnier comic. Free, be truly free! There's a lot of feeling in that one. I feel one of the hippier people wrote that. Is, is, this, is this like an act out? Free, be truly free. Is that a commercial for one of those pills that you take? <laughs> like could be for anything really. Bladder control, I guess. I'd like to be free, but I live in San Francisco. Or as you know, it's hell of expensive here. I'm not gonna fuck on it. Free, be truly free. (laughs) I'm free from this microphone stand. Can you whistle? Who can whistle here? (laughs) Those from our seafaring days when I was, I used to roam the seven seas, catching cod. Those were the days. Not like you landlubbers, right? <laughs> Did you eat Play-Doh or paste as a kid? Both, I mean, I, I, I grew up in the 70s. That stuff was like nutritious back then. It was totally edible. That's why my gut bacteria is like,
3: Grr!
5: Can eat bones and just digest them. Who didn't eat Play-Doh and paste as a kid? You didn't? Oh, girls, oh. girls didn't. The girls didn't. The girls didn't. This is part of every boy's diet growing up. And it was Elmer's glue, not paste. I didn't eat paste. That's like classier stuff. <laughs> I ate like the generic Joe's six-pack Elmer's glue. Calcium, I think, is in that, actually. Hm? Yeah. It's good. <laughs> I, uh. I gotta say, I don't actually recall the taste. (laughs)
3: It's
5: probably pretty bland. I'm sure I just did it to impress a girl. Did it work? (laughs) (laughs) There's no possible health. The worst sound? Oh God, I know the worst sound. I know the worst sound. See, I work in plumbing. And uh, we were doing the stacks outside of an apartment building. The stack is like where all of your human effluence comes down and goes into the main sewer system underground. So it's that <clears throat> it's this big pipe out of here. We were fixing it, right? Replacing it. We put signs on everyone's door. Hey, the plumbers are working here, you know, don't flush the toilet. And we're working there. And we heard this gurgle. <laughs> this gurgle that could have only meant one thing. And we were just trapped under there. <laughs> I mean, not 100% trapped. Luckily, most plumbers are big dudes, but we were two slender gentlemen. So we just got like thin as motherfucking, you can, thinner than, like thinner than this thing. Just got as thin as fucking possible and let that shit splash all over the place. And that guy ate a lot of burritos and did not chew. <laughs> Yeah. So that was just like hose it down and we're done for the day. Anyone got anything to compete with that? Anything? <laughs> Nothing. Anyone's, what's in second place, right? That's the worst sound. The day you found Jesus. I never found Jesus. I found a motherfucking Jesus a bunch of times, though. I found hella Jesuses. See, I work in plumbing. It's construction. There's a lot of... Which always made me wonder about Trump. Like, he claimed to work in construction, and then he's like, you know, those Mexicans. And, like... Who the fucking construction makes fun of the Aztecs and the fucking Mayans, right? I mean, he obviously never been to a job site because there's a lot of fucking Mexicans there. Are you afraid of heights? Yeah, I'm totally afraid of heights. Who isn't? (laughs) You're not afraid of heights? What do you do, roofing? Are you like Rosie the Riveter doing skyscrapers or something? No. You're just not afraid of heights at a desk job. That's well, like a marketable skill.
0: VR helps you overcome heights.
5: VR? VR.
3: you gotta pretend. You get
5: used to it. <laughs> That's VR. I'm talking about heights where you could actually <laughs> fall and break your ass. Where you get all that vertigo and shit. Heights. Yeah, so it's a good thing I was short, right? Afraid of heights. If I was tall, I'd be falling all the time. Is that why tall people fall all the time? Tall people fall a lot. I do not trust skinny cooks. I don't believe in that. How's that supposed to be funny? Not trust skinny cooks. That seems valid, right? They get exercise, or they have... Metabolisms or something. They don't have to be fat. Are you guys like that? Are you guys sizists?
3: <laughs>
5: all judgy because the cook's not fat? Yes. You are? Yes. Be true to yourself. <laughs> My pants are too tight. Hell no, man. I don't like tight pants, skinny jeans, all that shit. I don't get it. How do you move around? It makes my package look bigger. (laughs) Honey, I'm up here. I'm up here. (laughs) It makes my package look bigger. It would scrunch it all up. And I I need generous use of pocket. Like skinny jeans, no way. I used to have a, a fanny pack so I could carry stuff around it, but the zipper broke. I was famous for my fanny pack. Renowned, even. And now without that, I gotta carry it in my pocket, so skinny jeans are just out. Last pull. Last pull. This one has an emoji on it. (laughs) My friend Totoro. Is that like a, you know what this is? (laughs) Totoro. So more Japanese. <laughs> Totoro. So I'm not into this shit, man. I, I grew up when, like, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Mel Blank. Mel Blanc, exactly. Yosemite Sam. People have accused me of being Yosemite Sam, but by, by yeah. the way. They've said that I'd look like. They used to, yeah, I used to play on this rugby team, and when I would, I would get fiery sometimes. And that to make fun of me, they would go like, <laughs> like, like I was being like I was being the most angry thing possible. Like yeah, <laughs> Maddie, I'm all mad. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that
5: was. That was that's my cartoon reference. I don't know no. Totoro. All right, that's it for me, Beauty Radio. Sayonara. <laughs>
1: does not know who my friend Totoro is. All right, that's I learned things. It's this, it's this big fluffy thing, and there's this little girl, and their mom is sick, and it's a really good movie. And it's a big fuzzy creature that's like better than a cat. And there's a cat bus in that movie. The cat bus is the best part of that. Uh, well, I'll sh- we'll, sh- we'll watch it sometime. We'll show it on the, on the wall there. I'll be excited. Uh, your next comedian, I'm excited to see what she does with the hell hat. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jean Yee. Hey.
6: There's just something about me that screams death metal. <laughs> Actually, was that death metal? FC would know. You seem to know everything. No. Were you the one who knew what Totoro was? Uh, yeah. So, a creature, a cartoon creature that showed emotion like an emoji, right, Sam? Sam Pam. That was really weird. <laughs> Must be the contact high that I got from just touching the edible that I allegedly was paid in. <laughs> So I regret not um, not applying to the Mutiny Radio Festival. I really, but I hear you get rejected the first year. <laughs> so, so maybe, <laughs> oh no, the worst thing about SF now, how am I supposed to make that funny? Maybe if I just stand here awkwardly and not say what I want to say, <laughs> that'll be okay. The worst thing about SF now is that I was mistaken for a Tinder date today. (laughs) I was. Um, I walked, I was at an open mic before this, and before this, uh, before the open mic, before this, before this, and a guy walks into the bar and he's like, are you Jessa? (laughs) I'm like, no, and he kind of snorts and keeps walking, and I was like, I could be a Jessa. <laughs> like, it's possible. And then he walks to the other Asian in the bar, <laughs> and she was Jessa. And then they sat in the front row. And then I tried to make fun of them, and it didn't work out very well. So now I'm here. Can <laughs> I just say? No, not real. You would it's never. Real.
1: I just, it, it's been dead for years. <laughs> it's
6: been dead
1: for years. <laughs> <laughs> I How many years?
6: Two know. years, okay. Three like no one 10, year. Twelve, fifth seventeen years. It's been dead forever. 17 years it's like from wow. Russia or something. What kind of what kind of animal is this? I think it's a fox. How did you know that? <laughs> do you I know your know. furs? No, I'm just like threatening you with it. <laughs> <laughs> is that okay to do here? I I'm not, I'm not sure if it's a... it'd be worse if I had like a beer because then the undercover cops would like get us. But um I'm just Oh, my God, it's a fox. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) How's that for improvisational comedy, guys? I'm just avoiding this because now I'm afraid of it. (laughs) What I wish my nickname was. Uh, My nickname actually is Jean. Uh, My parents, when I got to kindergarten, decided white people cannot handle your Chinese (laughs) name, (laughs) Shiznit. (laughs) Shiznit. So they decided to name me Jane. First day of school, dad fills out the form, spells Jane wrong. (laughs) (laughs) 30 years later, still Jean. (laughs) But like messing up my name for my entire life, that's okay. (laughs) It could have been serious. Like I'm really allergic to penicillin. Uh, My throat swells up. I can't breathe. Why is that so funny, Mr. Cashbox? (laughs) There's always one person in the audience who like, la- oh, you guys, that was, that was not improvisational. That's okay though, I gotta get laughed somehow. So <laughs> there's always one person who thinks that like my deathly allergy to penicillin is funny. It is kind of funny. That's the worst thing about SF, <laughs> my allergy <laughs> to penicillin. My throat swells up and I can't breathe. More importantly, I can't eat uh, chocolate, men, uh, or edibles. <laughs> so like, what if I had to go to the hospital? Oh, good timing, dude. Okay, I'm the only one who thought that was good timing. So, (laughs) what if I had to go to the hospital and my dad had to fill out the form allergic to penicillin, I'd get to the operating room, the doctor would be like, wait, clear the room of pencils. No, penicillin pencils, no, no, damn it. (laughs) The best joke is the one you have to explain. (laughs) Let's get uh, Jen on the operating table. Use a short table. She's two foot five. <laughs> and while you're at it, can you give her the white people eyelids? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the entire spectrum. <laughs> Pam laughs and you sigh. <laughs> oh, that, okay. Let's move away from eyelids, you guys. Eyelids works outside of San Francisco. Oh my God! Did you empty the cash bucket? I'm going to grease my hand later and try to. <laughs> the scariest robot future sequence. I. Nah. Was it Robocop? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> <So>.
6: <laughs> what do you want to change about yourself? Oh, I'm always like, you know, I could lose. Like. 35 pounds, no. <laughs> no, like, I think I don't have terrible self-esteem. I think I'm OK. Um, I'm like a four, let's be honest. 4.26 if you count my honors classes.
7: <laughs> but
6: I do have a vajayjay. It's always fun to watch reactions to this. <laughs> That's the second slow clap I've gotten for that one. <laughs> slow clap, vajayjay. So sometimes I have to bat away a dick. <laughs> mostly figuratively (laughs) (laughs) but like I'm a four can you imagine being a ten be like working the speed bag at a boxing gym (laughs) well hello welcome hi you guys just missed my dick joke that's okay plenty more to come (laughs) oh great (laughs) (laughs)
3: yeah
6: yeah Yeah, yeah. this is what I think when my mom talks to me (laughs) you guys I just moved back from Hong Kong I grew up somewhere much more glamorous Fremont (laughs) and I just moved in with my mom and my mom likes to tell me the best thing she's like when you were a kid so ugly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's like, she, and this is true, this is all true, you guys, comedy is tragedy plus time or not enough time. So he's like, you're so ugly, you're dark-skinned, oh, racist Chinese, okay, dark-skinned, skinny and so dry, so I was dark-skinned, skinny and dry, like, what did she want, a light-skinned, fat, moist kid, <laughs> okay to say now, you look normal, almost. <laughs> Yeah, she does that. She's like, thank God you turned out kind of normal. (laughs) Like, you (laughs) were such an ugly kid. (laughs) Oh, great. Thanks, mom. She also likes to say, what does she say? Um, I'm a teacher, hashtag failed Asian. (laughs) And uh, I used to have favored child status. Like, between me and my brother, I used to be like Canada. (laughs) And now I'm like North Korea. (laughs) <laughs> full of hot air, probably need an updated haircut. <laughs> My mom, like, she's like, but your brother, real Asian, work for tech company. <laughs> and so tall, five foot full. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone who really likes that one back there. Which app do I need to delete? Tinder, because I'm not Jessa. Fuck that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Want to know every thought I had today? No. (laughs) You don't want to know every thought that I had today. Did I have any fun thoughts today? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Oh, this is a great one, Pam. Live, laugh, and love. And let that show you that Pam is in writing, has a master's in creative writing. (laughs) Is that alliteration? Do you see that bitches? (laughs) Live, laugh, and love. Don't fuck with this woman. Have a nice night, MG.
1: I actually wrote that one down to make fun of those people. I was hoping that someone would be like, live, laugh, love, fuck that fucking book. I'm 40, and I'm going to go figure out my life in Italy and then in, in India and wherever else the fuck she went because she had money. Fuck you. Go to India. I can't even afford to go to Daily City on the BART. That's like six bucks. Come to my open mic in Daily City. Fuck you. I don't have six bucks. I'm... <laughs> They are giving us a 50 cent now thing on the card. You swipe the card and now you gotta get, they're like, we wanna track you on that weird little clipper card, so don't use these, maybe it has something to do with the universe, I don't know. Maybe those little BART cards are ruining the environment and it's like all this weird magnetic stuff. Your next comedian will know because he works for Greenpeace. And I don't know what, I don't even know what the bad things in the world are. Uh, but we're gonna find out. He's a hilarious guy, you guys are gonna love him. Put your hands together for Rolf scar!
8: Damn. My God, the hat. It's like a uh, fucked-up stoner, Trivial Pursuit game or something. (laughs) You ever play the old-school one? I like the old blue one. All the rest of the versions after that, the Trivial Pursuit, no way. I was looking for the science and nature because I'm good at that. Come on, give me a green. (laughs) Give me a green. Something about frogs. I can nail it. All right, this is going to be my favorite nonsense word. Oh, okay, my favorite nonsense word. Uh, I'm, uh, I made one up. It's bullshit and uh, malarkey put together. I call it balarkey because I think it's like a double hit when I hear something that's stupid. I say, that's a bunch of balarkey. And it, you can alliterate with it. It's a bunch of balarkey. And you don't have to curse. You don't have to say bullshit in front of children. So that's, that's my favorite <laughs> nonsense word right there. Currently, I also like to, uh, I'm an atheist. So instead of saying holy smokes, I've just dropped the holy part. And just go, smokes! And uh, you should try it, because somehow it hits a little harder. It's just, you know, because you get right to it, like, holy smokes, that sounds dumb. But it's like, smokes! Like that is, it actually gets people's attention. They're like, is there fire, is there smoke? What's going on? So You can use that one. I want to spread that one around. We don't have to, we don't have to bring God into that. Okay. Are you still a shit talker? Oh my! Yeah, I gotta dial it back a little bit sometimes. You know what I mean? Shit talking is, but I think it's it's cheap. It's too easy to shit talk at work or whatever. You know, you're like, oh, the boss is this and that and that. I think shit talking is uh, good in sports, you know, and in social circles. But you gotta leave it out of the the professional the professional realm. Uh, I'm gonna keep just I'm gonna go to the bottom. I think that's where some good ones are. There we go. All right. Every ming flashes for a season. You guys help me out with that. <laughs> it's my fault for going to the bottom. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm in favor of flashers. I think, I just admire their, their the chutzpah, you know, of flashing. I, I, I don't do it myself, but I'm figuring if you're going to run out onto that golf course, do you see that? The Waste Management Golf Tournament? It was somewhere in Arizona. The only reason I know this is because I went to Arizona like A couple days later, and they were still talking about it, Waste Management is the biggest trash company like, in the world, and they have a golf tournament. And golf tournament is what you think if the biggest trash company had a golf tournament. It's chaos! And this dude, just buck naked, because ra- usually golf it's like, shh, quiet, you know, and everything's quiet, and everyone's just, like talking, hush-toads. But this is just like, woo! It's a big party! And this naked guy ran out onto the golf course, and there was no security. So he just like, rolled around for a while <laughs> and then, it was pretty funny, it'd be funnier than this show. He's like, a, he practices putt but he didn't have a club or anything, he was just out there nude and uh, people filming it were like, where's the security, where's the security? But they're like also, this is going to be a great video for my Instagram feed. <coughs> Alright, made something out of that. Drag queens are awesome is what it says. Yeah, I think so. I did a comedy show one time at a uh, drag queen bar I don't think it exists anymore. It was in the tenderloin and it was super fun But uh, the last thing I remember was being mostly nude uh, speaking of flashing outside smoking hash with a lot of folks and uh, I don't know what happened after that, but the but <laughs> The audience was great uh, the participate, you know, because listen, I mean, folks uh, need to do what they want to do, and I think the more people embrace whatever freaky stuff they got going on, uh, the better. <laughs> Call your mom. Oh man, right now she's sleeping probably. Uh, my mom is great though. Uh, my mom is Norwegian. She came from a shithole country. Uh, it was a shithole. And then they got oil and then they got smart and they nationalized that shit. Instead of giving all the profits to Exxon, they put it into like education and healthcare and stuff like that. But it was a shithole when she was there. So she moved over to the United States, married my dad. Her name's Runa, R-U-N-A. And then later when she grew up, she realized um, that she was a lesbian and she hung out with this other woman who also moved over when Norway was a shithole country, Uh, who's also named Runa, and now they're both married. And it's beautiful, uh, and she's still not a U.S. citizen. My mom's kind of a hero. Yeah, I mean she's she's pretty great. Anyway, she could, I could tell you more about my mom, uh, and I'll call her tomorrow. Thanks for the reminder, Pam. <laughs> All right. Scariest thing right now? Okay. Scary. Audience oh, participation. What's the scariest thing right now? Oh. Okay, I thought you'd say that. <laughs> Same vote. <laughs> Says Trump again. Anyone uh, not? Is that not the scariest thing for somebody? Oh, God damn it. All right, we got Trump, Trump, Trump. I think uh, on, a, on a personal level, uh, scariest thing is just decision making in general. You know, you, you ever have that? Just sort of like I had that moment where uh, I, was, I was doing laundry and I was trying to figure out like, Am I gonna put the colors in with the with the light colors? Am I gonna put my towel in? Like I got paralyzed for a second there and the pieces come off and they stick to the side. It's scary that I got fucking paralyzed by that and I thought decision making is only gonna get worse as time goes on and I get older and older. All right, uh, <laughs> abortion's cool. I felt like we had one earlier that was like that, fam. Uh, abortion's cool, uh, listen. Uh, For people that, uh, you know, oppose abortion, uh, I want to talk to them about this when we're in line, you know, like when you're in the TSA line or you're waiting to get into the ballpark or you're stuck in traffic and be like, look, what if half these people weren't here, you know, because like... (laughs) I think it might be too many. I think it it could be too many. I'm not saying don't have babies. Go ahead and have babies. It's fine. I'm not going to have them. Uh, I'm not judging you if you do. I'm just saying that, in general, there might be enough of us now. Like, we might have enough people, you know, and and it's okay if the human race goes on, but... uh, but I don't think we need to uh, be fruitful and multiply. That was like the one thing we did from the Bible. Like <laughs> all the other commandments and things, we just ignored. We just we keep shooting each other, killing each other, coveting each other's wives and husbands all the time. And like be fruitful and multiply. Yeah, we checked that off the list. Let's move on to the other ones, please. OK. Uh, my hand hurts. Can you still read these? <laughs> oh, Pam, you got a brace or something you can put on there? Handwriting's pretty good, actually. It's youthful. This is youthful uh, handwriting. It sort of looks like um, the kind of middle school, high school kind of like, uh, you know, you kind of I guess that's where we, that's when we used to write. You know, now we just type. I tried to write the other day. I was like, what the? I had capital letters. I was writing in all caps. And I'm like, what the hell did that come from? And then I switched to cursive. And it was just like garbage. (laughs) So the one thing I know how to write now is my signature, you know, when you gotta sign for a bill or something like that, but writing is a lost art. I guess we should try that again sometime. Sorry about your hand. How do you feel about disco? Okay, now this is controversial. How do you guys feel about disco? (laughs) Okay, and the the detractors. In the corner, all right, because this used to be a thing because like, like metal people would like destroy disco records and run over them in stadiums and things. It was like an anti-disco movement actively in the 80s. I'm old enough to remember this. Uh, I like it, I like it. Because here's why, I'm gonna bring my mom back into this. She's from Norway. And uh, I grew up listening to uh, my dad who listened to Stones and Led Zeppelin and all that stuff, classic rock, uh, Chuck Berry, stuff like that. But my mom was straight up just ABBA, like all the time. And I know like words to ABBA songs that no one ever plays. They were like on the vinyl records used to play. And, and if, if someone's playing one for some reason or it's being sampled in a song, I'll totally just start singing along with it, not knowing I know the B-sides of, of ABBA. So there's something there, uh, being born in the 70s. I think maybe I heard it while I was in the womb. All right, I didn't cheat, I didn't look. You guys, I know, you're like, is he looking? Uh, I, I pulled this one. The best way to die, oh man best way to die? I think there's two different questions here. Best way to die like uh, accidentally or not on purpose and the best way to die, suicide. I think there are two different ways to do that. I was thinking about suicide the other day. Not because I want to kill myself but I was like, what? Because some people kill themselves. I'm like, that sounds shitty. Like jumping off the bridge. You know, you can fucking live. That would be horrible. That's worse than just regular living and jumping in front of buses and shit. And like now you ruined, like, can you imagine you're the train driver? And this happens a lot for train drivers. They have to just watch. And they can't stop because, you know, they don't, the, the trains don't stop that quick. And then you just ruin that person's life. And so I was thinking, there's got to be a better way. And I was thinking, eaten by a bear. And here's why because, <laughs> so first of all, like a big bear, not some fucking pussy ass like a, a black bear in the Sierras. I'm talking about go up to Alaska go get a big-ass Kodiak, you know, and just, you know, rev him, slap him in the face a few times, and he's gonna slap your head off so quick, it'll be done in a second, and then he's gonna eat you, and then you'll be a bear for like a little bit until he poops you out, and I think that's pretty cool. Sharks too, when people get scared about sharks, I'm like, that's a fucking badass way to go, are you kidding me? And we don't get eaten up by sharks anymore because they rescue us too quick. Did you know this? There's still lots of great whites out there, they bite you, and then they go, they wait for you to bleed out before they finish it. That's super smart because they're eating elephant seals and stuff and elephant seals will fuck you up once you bite them. You know, they'll come back with teeth and stuff like that. So shark just waits for you to bleed out and now they rescue you. I like the old days where, the, you know, you didn't get rescued you just got to be part of a shark. Uh, okay. And then ocean poop. Like we don't even know what happens to ocean poop. It goes down, right? Gets eaten a little bit by fishes, but then what? It's like two miles down there, you're in the Mariana Trench. Who knows what's going on down there? That's a good second life. Okay, the grossest thing you've ever seen in that Tenderloin. All right, I know what this is, actually. I wanted to make a joke out of this, and it's not a bit yet, but, uh, 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 so I I ride my bike everywhere, and I was riding my bike through the Tenderloin, and, uh, ever noticed that pigeons are different depending on the neighborhood that you're in? So, like, I live kind of upper Haight area, and on the Haight, you know, they're fucked up pigeons, you know, they're not, they never have all of the toes, you know? But then you get to the tender, and you go up like uh, Ashbury Heights, you walk up to those hills, they're not even pigeons anymore. They're like morning doves, you know, like fucking. I swear you could do this, I'm not lying. And they don't eat fucking hamburger wrappers or anything. And they sit in trees. Pigeons don't even fucking sit in trees. You see a pigeon in a tree, you call the rescue. Like someone, someone rescue this pigeon out of this tree, put him on top of a corner store where he belongs uh, in the tenderloin. I was biking and usually in the line you really really gotta keep your wits about you as a biker because traffic laws, you know, are a little bit sort of fuzzy. And and also you get you get runners is what I call. them, Just the folks that are like burp, 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 like right through the intersection. And even though their arms don't move when they walk, their legs it's fast. And and they and they, they it's always in the middle of the intersection and usually behind a van or something. So they just shoot out suddenly. So you really gotta have your wits about me. But this one time. I was dealing with all that, and then in the middle uh, of the intersection, there was a pigeon, right? It was dead, right? and Of course. And then, there was another pigeon, and the other pigeon was eating the dead pigeon! It was eating the dead pigeon from the cavity, like the, the chest, and it was like, there was red stringy things. I was like, God damn! Holy shit, there's something about... A pigeon eating another pigeon. has horrified me, and of course they eat other pigeons. I just had never seen it before. I've seen a hawk eat a pigeon. That's fine with me. Something about a fucking pigeon eating a pigeon. There's perfectly good burger wrappers lying around. Why are you eating one of your own kind? And do you know what that pigeon has been eating its whole life? Crack, cr- crack craps. Like, you're, this is not free rate. This is not healthy for you, pigeon. Anyway, uh, that's why they get all oily in the tenderloin. That's why they get all oily they've got this yeah it's bad diet and uh it shows okay all right stop stop for death okay listen stop for death what is that stop for death well I mean we all have to stop for death right yeah I know (laughs) I'm just attracting some dark ass energy tonight stop for death yeah we gotta stop for death we we gotta like uh, go for life though I think more importantly and we do that by stopping for death. I mean, I don't want to get too serious here for a second, but you know, you meditate on death every day, and then you live your life a little better. And I think that's OK. Yeah. There's almost nothing worse than maybe living forever. And so let's, uh, let's make the most of Mutiny Radio here tonight. <laughs> Last, pull. Last pull. All right. It's a long one. Let's see what it says. I don't know anything about the affair with Pastor Greg. <laughs> Who's Pastor Greg? I definitely don't know anything about the affair with Pastor Greg. Here's the thing, though if you're having an affair with a Pastor, it's probably a good time, you know, because this guy is probably pretty tightly wound. I remember I lost my virginity uh, to, a, to a woman I met at uh, the youth, uh, what, what do you call it, youth group, you know, in, in church. So, yeah, lots of people get freaky in church. That's why a lot of people go to church to begin with. They pretend, but no, that's a place you get freaky. And uh, and so, Pastor Greg, you know, and whoever did the affair with him, I'm for it. I'm for it.
9: Get up, your host, Ham Benjamin.
1: (laughs) 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 Rolf Scar, everybody, yay! He's back. He was on a long hiatus, saving the world, but now he's back to comedy, and we're excited. Your last comedian, you guys ready for your headliner? He is a gem, a joy of the San Francisco comedy scene. He is totally hilarious, and I have no idea what he's going to do with this basket, but we're going to love it. Everybody put your hands together for FC Sierra. I, uh, I, for one...
10: Huh? Oh, it's a sweater. But... I don't know why... I why, why I had to correct you there. Uh, I had like a long time in my life, like when I was going to college, if I would like carry something that I was reading, people were like, oh, what you reading? I'd be like, a book. And I'd realize like in time, oh, I was an asshole. And I just didn't, I didn't know. But yeah, it says pyrotechnics for beginners. Uh, I'm not here to, to pump this brand. My girlfriend has like eight of these shirts. So uh, I've already contributed enough to that company's success, uh, I believe. Uh, happy to be here. I am also happy that Rolf is back in comedy. I think that's an honor. Yeah, it's great. I saw him. If you don't know what the OMG nightclub is, it's a very, uh, it's a very upstanding, very uh, dirty homosexual uh, bar. Like it doesn't cater to clean homosexuals. You don't go there if you're a, if you're a nice gay guy and you take showers every day. No, you don't go there. You go to another spot that's a little bit like nicer gay. But uh, anyway, I was there at an open mic and they happened to have that day. I don't know if it was just like they were planning on having it right in front of the the dirty gay nightclub, but they had one of those uh, big buses that you could go and have like your AIDS test or your chlamydia or syphilis test in that thing. It's sort of like a bookmobile, but for AIDS. Uh, but they had one of those outside that club, sort of I think just care- catering to the clientele. And I saw Rolf uh, with his bike and he biked past there. And I was like, oh, is that Rolf? And I, didn't, I hadn't seen him in a couple of years, so I got excited. And then he didn't acknowledge me at first. He kind of like <laughs> turned and kept going. So I was like, oh shit. I just busted in on him trying to go to the AIDS bookmobile, and now he's gonna have to enter the comedy game again just to cover up the fact that he wanted to get his free prophylactics. But, but obviously it's not that, so I'm happy about that. Cheers to Rolf. Difference between Catholics and Lutherans. Is that you, Pam? <laughs> You know when like someone asks you a question enough, and you're just like, I take that as a challenge uh, to a lot of things in my life. Obviously, I don't. I know that the, the Lutherans were the people, they, they, put the, they put the paper on the front of the church. And they're like, hey, read this fucking paper. And people are like, well, they already gave us the Bible. That's like a bunch of words on that. And they were like, no, this paper's more important. Uh, and then they just made a religion off it. And apparently, they don't have hell. I know that. They don't have hell. Catholics? I was raised Catholic, uh, so you, you learn about hell before you learn about heaven. Like, you don't know anything that's going on good if you if you die. You're just like, oh, you won't, you're gonna go to hell if that happens. It's never like, oh, you can go to heaven if you do this. It's like, no, you're probably going to hell. Uh, but, but you could do some good stuff for the church before then. And so that's nice. Service, uh, Lutherans, I don't know. Like, I feel bad for the Lutherans, too, because, like, Jesus, most famous Jesus ever, right? Jesus, most famous Jesus ever, the founder of Lutheranism, uh, Martin Luther. He's not even the most famous Martin Luther anymore. Like he doesn't even get to have that. He made a whole fucking religion. There's like 500 million people that have to go to the Lutheran church and they're just like, you're not going to hell anyway. They're like, why don't we even come here? But they still go, they're Lutherans. And then he doesn't even get to have the fame from being the best Martin Luther. Everybody's like, he didn't even fuck like Martin Luther King did. It's like, he didn't even have the extra stuff. Which is, by the way, uh, the coolest thing about Martin Luther King and Gandhi uh, is when you find out that they were also into a lot of sex. Because uh, it feels like it would be exhausting. I don't think about like peace and sex at the same time. And they had like enough uh, multitasking mind that they were. It was like a dolphin. You know when they're able to stay awake because they have the two brains. They just switch to a brain and they're like, oh, peace, love, give me some orange juice. And then he's like, no, I want to sleep next to my niece. Gandhi not Martin Luther King not Martin Luther King Jr. not Martin Luther King Jr. Gandhi slept next to his niece He says he didn't he says he didn't do anything. I've heard he says he didn't do anything Still weird (laughs) And also just like the conversation with the niece too like even if they weren't having sex they'd have to be awake next to each other in a bed for at least 40 minutes before you fall asleep. What do you talk about? What do you talk about? Like, what do you talk about with a 13-year-old niece of yours? Like, oh, that's... That a great birthday party last week, wasn't that? Oh, my God. What a pinata. Uh, they probably didn't have pinatas back in colonial India. Uh, or maybe they were filled with something else, just like a you know despair or whatever but uh <laughs> it was generally not happy before he did his stuff but he still slept with the niece like he still like I don't, it's like when you p- try to think about what would Tom Hanks have to do for me not to like Tom Hanks anymore? I don't know if he could do anything. Like, I don't know if if Tom Hanks came into this room and killed all of us, I'd be like, God damn, what did we do? It's like, I instantly, like, I'm gonna blame the victim in this situation, cause Tom Hanks is on my side. I know that it's, he's my Santa Claus. Uh, if I could just put cookies, he's a diabetic also, yeah. Tom um, Hanks, diabetic. You know, that's almost as bad as sleeping next to your niece. But uh, but so is my dad, diabetic, not niece sleeper.
3: Uh,
10: really, really got off track here. Uh, are your dreams boring? I've been wanting to talk about this for years, uh, but I didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do this in the guise of going up and telling jokes at a comedy show. So because it came out of that, Hell hat, uh, which is obviously named for that because if you've ever worn that hat, you deserve to go to hell for sure uh, for the death of that fox and for the fashion. Uh, That's a double. I'm sorry, Pam. It's a lovely hat. I'm sure you look great in it. Uh, But I've been wanting to talk about my dreams for years. I have issues with my dreams. Do you have extraordinary dreams, ma'am? Really? Do Do you remember your dreams? Do you smoke like too much weed too? That's what my doctor said. He said you smoke more weed, you remember your dreams less. And it's just like, well, I also, uh, if I don't smoke weed, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be feeling a lot more murderous just in general in my life. So in my day waking, I don't want to go angry, but, but I get dreams too, uh, and it's a, it's mostly like. You know when people have dreams and they tell you about their dream, they're like, "Oh, I had a dream, uh, and I walked into this empty room. Uh, it, it was empty, but it was like a color I can't describe. The color, but it, people never describe. But you, you accept it in the dream. And I walked in there, and it was my dead mother, and and it was amazing. And I got to talk with my dead mother for." for 15 minutes, and then the guy from Stranger Things came out, and he said, that's not your dead mother. This is a Tide commercial. And then you're like, wow, that's amazing. That's, wow, that, that's a weird, that's a, you got a lot going on in your life. Uh, but with me, it's just like, I'll have dreams where it's just like, I'm in the, dr- you always accept that, like, if you're in a dream and you have fins, you're just like, alright, I gotta I guess I gotta deal with these fins. You never like go figure out how to use the fins. You're already mid mid-fin. You never have to like the first the first 30 minutes of the superhero movie is already over by the time you're in the dream. Like you're already fucking Spider-Man. You don't have to have your dead uncle die or whatever or anything like that. So you get to you gotta be in that world and you accept it. And the only time like I've had this dream seven times in my life where I am in my life. I am in my regular regular day and cottage cheese doesn't exist I know this in my head and cream Cheese. I've had both. I don't know what the difference is if if I had a different body chemistry. Cottage cheese or cream cheese doesn't exist. I'm in the dream and I know this. I don't even ask. People aren't talking about cream. Oh, did you hear all the cream cheese disappeared? What the fuck? We have to. We'll make a mystery out of this and then it's Scooby-Doo style. Not even that. It's just like oh, it's not even like I come across a bagel or a can of peaches or anything like that. It just it doesn't exist. And then I go on with the rest of my day. It's not even good. Like, I've had dreams. One time I worked a double shift at my sandwich making, which when you're working a double shift, you want it to have meaning, not just double the sandwiches you made your previous day. Uh, So it's not really completionary, but I had a double shift at my sandwich making job I went and did comedy so I felt worse and then I went home and I fell asleep for 8 hours where I dreamt an entire shift at my sandwich making job and then I woke up and I had to go to the next shift again like I worked 4 fucking shifts in like 25 hours I don't know how I and it was just it wasn't even like extraordinary oh god the toaster is burning everything today we gotta figure this no regular sandwiches Enjoy this thing I make every day. Enjoy this thing that I make every day. Not not extraordinary. Not extraordinary. And like, do you think Martin Luther, like King, important one? Uh, do you think he really had that dream? Oh. It's just, no, it's just, like, if it if it was, like, a dream, like, he's making a metaphor out of it, and it's like, oh, I have a dream, sort of like, I have a hope, I have a wish, I understand that. But if he really had that dream, he must have been, like, like he, went, he goes down, and he, he goes to his regular life, and he just sees white people, and black people, and Chinese people, and they're interacting, and they're just being regular, and then he just dreams that for, like, three weeks, and it's just, like, fucking... Jump rope. Somebody driving a car, and you're like, "Oh, how's it going, guy? Riding the car?" And it's just a dude that looks different than you, and he has that for like six weeks, and he's like, "God damn it, I got to come up with something out of this thing." Uh, you know, everybody in there looked different. There was kids, and there was adults, and they were looking different, and then they were also living. So it's not like I had—it's not like a meaningless dream. It's actually something that I could base my quasi-religion on. Uh, and it's beautiful and that's what we have now that's America built off probably a dream (laughs) 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 oh man or it says oh wham
3: Uh
10: or it says oh ma like a (laughs) like a fish gel I'm sorry Gene You've mentioned being Asian. I was looking at Asian restaurant. Uh, I know you're Asian anyway. No offense. Uh, but you've mentioned uh, that you are Asian. I was looking through an Asian menu, the best Asian restaurant in Daly City, and in the Bay Area last night, they have fish mop. fish jaw. I don't know why I pointed at the one Asian person that I saw, but fish jaw. It's a thing. Oh man, I, I just got myself into this position, didn't I? Oh, talk about oh man. Oh. Fish maw. Why well, go through all that trouble? That's a great point. Uh, that's a great point thing that predicted what I was gonna say before. Uh, but really, like by the end of life, are you gonna just hit the point and be like, I died when I was twenty-seven.
3: <laughs> like what
10: what was the whole point? Like people when they die when they're I'm already twenty-eight. It up like people when they die when they're 27, they're like, Oh, it goes on the list 27 list. uh oh, they could have been great, but no Kurt Cobain, Janice Joplin, Mama Cass, Jimmy Hendrix, maybe Winehouse,
6: 27, 27.
10: Meanwhile, really, you see, you got you get to be in that list, even if you have no talent. People were like, oh, my God, he had potential. It was just that three years left before he became 30 that he would have turned into something. And then you could just get to the end of your life. You could have kids that are already dead and you have to watch all of that. And then at the end of it, you're just like, what what's the fucking point of having that kid? Like, I had to watch it die, too. Like, I could have just gotten a good Tamagotchi or some sort of nano pet. Because uh, <laughs> you got to go through a whole life cycle in that, and then you get to up, t- oh, upkeep. Oh, what a reward. It's turning into something different. But you don't have to actually attend a funeral, because then you got to go to Costco and find a casket. Uh, <laughs> Discount. Discount caskets. You have a very familiar face. Has anybody ever told you that uh, you look like your parents? <laughs> just came up with that right there. Solid gold. You guys could use that in your regular life. Oh my goodness. Fish in a blender. Fish just coming up. I, I feel so wasteful every time I throw these on the floor. Uh I'm one of those people that just keeps trash in their pockets. Uh, and then at the end of the day, I just go like this, and then I put it on my desk. Uh, and and then I'm just like, okay, I'll leave this here for four days and then just wait for a complaint to come from up top, which is my girlfriend. Uh, just like, you wait for management to deal with the problem, then the menial workers can get the shit done. Uh, and that's how it is. It's just like, oh, yeah, Decision from up top. I don't. uh, Something about fish. What was the fish thing? Fish in a blender. Fish in a blender. We really should have some uh, quality control on those. (laughs) You're a turd. Right there. It predicted that I was going to be mean again. Right there. You're a turd, which still hurts. Still hurts. To this day, there's still words that could be said to you. Like, sure, all the all the top-level ones that you're not supposed to call anybody anymore. Uh, like, like even stuff that was cool in high school was not cool anymore. Uh, and even if it was in between friends. And now, now you just gotta call someone a turd And that person has to feel like a turd. And you remember what turds were back in the day. Turds haven't existed since 1994. Like, everybody's been taking shit since then. But turds were something that came from a different era. It was like old shit. The shit that didn't have good fiber in it. The shit that struggled to get through the end of the... It was like like Andy Dufresne in Shawshank. The shit that just had to come, like, swim through the... To get to the other side. Uh... And you never come up clean but that's what a turd is and then you don't want to be that anymore and now like i'd rather have someone just call me a worse word <laughs> is comedy real art <sighs> it's like uh i feel like comedy uh, especially in the way that we've all experienced it tonight Uh, Is sort of like, I'm not going to say just macaroni, but all pastas of art, Uh, which is different as a visual form, pasta art, probably not so appreciated around the world, right? (laughs) Like you see, like you see a nice fucking macaroni necklace that has like some real work put to it. And you're just like, wow, this is something I could, I could appreciate. I don't want it. Like, I don't want that to be for me. Of course I wouldn't want... That looks fucking miserable to make. But that's a cool necklace. Like, that's that's the most comedy... It's just like... It's a passing... Hey, that didn't make me feel worse. And that's it. That's it. That's the best comedy can do. Like, art you can look... I, my old job they had uh, they had a, uh, a painting or it was a, it was a photo print of a painting but that's that's good enough for me uh, but they had and it, it was like a whole bunch of different old white guys and they were wearing tall red pointy hats maybe this is a famous painting no I don't know and they were saying go to this, go to this museum I don't know any of the museums uh, but go to this museum look at this and I was just staring at it in the office at work and I saw it and I was like that's stupid it's dumb I don't like this I don't know why that's up there I don't know why I'm right here standing in this moment looking at this fucking thing right here what is it with my life that I am standing here having this thought about this thing that I don't even need to look at why did that guy have to paint any of this but that's part. That part's pretty nice. Oh, uh, I kind of like the shape of that thing. All uh, right. Is this what feeling is? And then in that moment, you're like, "Oh shit! Do I have feelings now? Am I a person? Did I just become a person by looking at that photograph of a painting?" But with comedy, it's just like, "Wow! What a what amazing spaghetti art you made." Uh, Sure, I'll have it up on my wall because you're six years old and I don't want to make you feel worse about your life decisions. But it's fucking macaroni art. (laughs) And this is something that I do every day. So why go through the trouble? Uh, The last time I sexually harassed someone. (laughs) (laughs) We'd have to pick
3: categories,
10: (laughs) male, female, human, -human.
3: non-human.
10: what do you mean? Like, that's the that's that's the last six years. Like, I, I haven't been too sexual out in public in my life, Pam. Uh, I'm not the type of person that sees another person's like, I got something to say to them that somebody else hasn't said that's gonna make them like me. I don't have that. There's nothing, they have to come up to me and then we have an awkward conversation for several times and then they have to Facebook message me like a week later and ask if we wanna hang out and I'm like, ah. Oh. They just wanna be friends, I know that. That's the friend game, I know how it's going. But it, And then it evolves to a relationship. I've done that three times now, last six years. Um, so pretty much, when I sexually harass, uh, it's usually people that are walking their dogs and it's not the people walking their dogs. I harass the dogs. I see a dog coming down the street. I'm like, look at that face! Ooh, you think I, you got a face going on there? Look at that shake. Look at that tail. Ooh, wagging that tail. Such a happy dog. And then I don't even make eye contact with the walker because I'm just like, I don't want them to think that this is me transmitting what I want to say to them to that thing that's furry. No, I'm I'm feeling everything for that thing right there. But when you tell somebody. Like in front of the dog, in front of the person, like, oh my god, you're so much better than people. Then they know, like, oh, he's not a sexual harasser. He's just kind of weird. And that's better. (laughs) Can't sexual harass online. I don't know what I would write. I don't even know how to say hi in a way that, like even hi, when... When you get to a certain point in your lack of confidence in your life, you realize that even high feels like sexual harassment from you, like coming from you. Cause I could say hi to a woman that I want to say a lot of other, I want other things to happen with that woman that I'm saying hi to. Uh, But at the same time, I know that I can't say anything else other than that high. Basically, this whole thing was me saying I'm innocent. Uh, So if anything comes up in the next five years, uh, anything comes up in the next five years, just remember character witnesses right here. Uh, Well, he said he wouldn't do it, and he seemed genuine. He was sweating. Uh, Help me. (laughs) Which, more people should say that, just in life. Don't expect help, but you know when someone's like, "Hey, how's it going?" Just be like, "Help me." <laughs> <laughs> no, you all right, man? Help me. <laughs> no, I'm just like, uh, no, "What's what's going?" Help <laughs> okay. me. No, dude, I just like I was. What do you What do you need help? <laughs> me.
3: <laughs>
10: and then they walk away and they're like, "Oh goddamn." hope that guy gets some help and it's fine but anyway i'm going to stop talking you guys have listened thank you very much i appreciate it
1: keep your hands clapping for fc sierra and all the amazing comedians you saw tonight uh this was a lot of fun we have the hell hat every third friday of the month uh, the fourth Friday of the month is always Hell in a Hand Basket, uh, which is a little different, but kind of the same. It's like chopped, but with baskets. Very similar to this, but also very different. But thank you, guys. Thank you, real audience people, for coming and laughing and listening to our jokes. And uh, come to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yay! Yeah.
11: I ain't scurvy shit face (laughs) McRat. Hey, everybody. Listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti capitalist program. We interview community organizers.
8: SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminal.sf.com and check out their hilarious t shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now!
9: Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening. we had a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends.
2: Grinder.
13: Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, yo yo, view cannabis vape Yo,
12: Mike, in San Mike yeah, that's good.
13: Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for real adult use in twenty eighteen. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at yo, yo 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 Both locations are open until 10 10- every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at
2: hitting switches, going
13: something some more
14: live on the air. Okay. You know, live music's always the best music.
0: I'm to feel a little more stable and I've got a tonic, tonic yes.
14: Right, yeah. Cool. And now Kelly Gordon. i just gonna, why don't you sing? I don't know. I'll sing. You just you just go ahead. Go ahead. You do something. We're gonna have Albert on the uh, accordion. We're gonna have Barb on the drums. She's just gonna hit things. Yeah. She she can just like uh Play drums on anything Say so check it out We got these uh, These Okay go ahead I'm waiting We're still waiting Just play that fucking thing dude You take it to the Give, give me that Give me that goddamn guitar Give me that guitar No you don't want to play it oh, I <laughs>
15: should
14: have right. All right What song Let's do a cover or something
15: Yeah Let's do a cover You got nice on
14: Hey pig Yeah you Hey pig, 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 piggy, pig, pig What do? Busted back and broken bones Left me standing here all alone Little piggy gonna find something new Gonna stop me now I don't care anymore Nothing Nothing gonna stop me now Nothing gonna stop me now I don't care anymore Nothing gonna stop me now Hey pig, things didn't work out like we planned Hey pig, there's a lot of things I thought you could help me understand What am I supposed to do? Nothing gonna stop me now I don't care anymore Nothing gonna stop me now I don't care Nothing gonna stop me now I don't care anymore Nothing going to stop me now. Oh, there you go. Kelly, now it's your turn. That was Nine Inch Nails. It, was, it goes out to all you pigs out there. You know who you are. You could play anything. Hendrix, The Doors, one of your own things. You could just play some blues. Let's do some blues. That would be cool. It's up to you. no that was cool let's let's roll with that it's so out of tune no it's just so in tune just just roll with it try just try baby Could do you gotta play some rhythm there i can't sing over that shit I can't, I can't no the no you, you, you're just as loud as i could do you're floored all right hey thanks for listening to roxy roller radio show if you want to just play on your own no. i'm gonna let you do that shit i'm gonna go uh sample that merchandise and uh so just like play you want to play anything you want you are you just over it
15: oh yeah the- you could
14: play i'm just saying i just won't sing over it what
15: you feel it yeah yeah you don't want to play? No, I do. Uh, not, not on that thing,
14: dude. We should go like get the piano going, too. Let's get a jam going. What do you think? Yeah, that's perfect. All right. Oh, I guess I should play one more song, then. We in OT. We'll go walking with the Beast, right? One of my favorite songs by Gun Club. Hey, Albert, that shit was fucking weird. What? You what? fucking... You, you, mm. <laughs> what the hell i just ate some that was lsd was oh shit it's hey good. it's good, it's good. It's chill man yes. nice dreams okay yeah oh, hey, i'm gonna I'm just why isn't this shit working dude it sucks come on man oh here we go why
15: isn't what working yeah i don't know this song should like this should be. Hey, can going. I read these song titles? We should have music off? going. It's it terrible. Rocks. Can I read these song titles off? Yeah, just go for it. So I found this Jimi Hendrix album, right, in the u section at Throwhouse Records. Right. And um, I love getting the off stuff, and you know, the hell of legal problems with Jimi Hendrix and his, you know, the family, and you know, he signed all these bad contracts. That's true. So I have, I got this one. It's like from Italy, and it sounds like he's in like a lounge. You can hear the glasses like cheering and sh- you okay. know whatnot. And it's cool, like late at night. But this one I found like red house okay on side one it's red house we, right. we know red house there's a
14: red house over yonder but, yeah. do you
15: know these rocks wipe the sweat whoa a hey i had go go shoes under the table i think i have part that one dude part one don't get don't get cocky part one dude i'm not, not getting two. cocky i'm just saying i think i got that one side two groove maker or groove maker baby right that's what jimmy Hendrix would say people's people he, he beat a groove maker hey rocks you ready for murderer's row right here you're from New York. You're from the Bronx, right? Yankees. Yeah, absolutely. You ready for Jimi Hendrix's "Murderer's Row"? You know, I don't think the Yankees. I guess what was that? Like Lou Gehrig and like uh, Baby Babe Ruth. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. But you ready for Jimmy's on side two? People. Why not? People's people's. peoples. I know Blue, that song. Blues, blues. Lime, lime, and she's a fox. Dude, Jimmy's a poet. Beat, what dude. can you say? I mean, the, I don't know. That's just like he just mailed that in, but it's cool how it's like hey you, know, you should check this thing Whoa, out. A is um, one song title,
14: dude. There's like uh, it's from 1965, I think, like before Jimmy kind of did it, and it's like these two guys dancing. They seem really happy. They like each other a lot, and he's like one of these oh. backup guys. So I'm gonna try to punch up that video, Or I'll try to send it to you. But um, what were we gonna play anyway? Oh, uh, play uh, some Jimmy, dude. That's
15: cool. No, I put a neon lobster on. Okay, neon lobster. Bloody stump, dude. Do it. This thing ain't turn on, dude.
14: Yeah, i do it. No, that's cool. You know how to do
15: it? No, oh, the, the light went off. Okay, cool. Like this?
14: Just do it. No, it's feedback again, that's dude. That's not it. That's not it. Come on, brother. You want me to? Here, oh, yeah, I got
15: it. Oh, sorry. My bad. There you go. What'd you do? I did that. Well, oh, whatever. You gotta put Good 45, job.
14: 45, right? Is it a 45? Or- yes, sir. Okay, cool. So we're gonna hear one more song Because he did bring in this like lovely vinyl So we'll just say we figured we'd play a little bit before we head out head out to the highway We've got nothing to lose at all That's cool an industrial thing.
15: All right, dude Okay, cool,
14: that's not it, huh? This is a great band called Leftover Crack.
7: The People now are very to the point. Like you can get everything on apps, like dicks. Uh, it's it's crazy. Like literally, you can um, you can go on Tinder. You can go on anything. Uh, you can have your weed, your groceries, and two penises delivered to your house at the same time if that's what you want. Uh, it's still sort of a trip to me. Uh, sometimes I get mixed up and I don't know who's who. So I'm flashing my robe to my DoorDasher, which is really embarrassing because half the time they end up. Being being my neighbors Uh, another thing that I'm really kind of getting used to is dick pictures like these new young motherfuckers are very direct and to the point like back when I was younger in my early dating days we had to get on the computer wait for it to dial up and then do shit like ASL to people like go on the internet and like talk to people we actually had to learn how to chat we had to ask things like what was their age what was their sex what was their location and uh, feign some sort of like interest before anybody gets around to sending pictures and which of course takes 20 minutes to download. If you're on a dial up modem, which is crazy. And now these kids just text you a picture of their dick. Like, here you go. Here's my dick. Uh, and I'm not mad at that. Honestly, I'm a 30, listen, I'm a 36 year old single mother. Most of the things that people want to send to me are things like past due notices, progress reports, fucking who to vote for, uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's it's sort of ridiculous. And I so when somebody wants to send me a picture of their dick and it's not for a medical reason, honestly, I'm just like, yeah, show me that dick. Show me that dick. I'm not afraid of your dick. Right, give me some dick. Um, but something I've realized about dick pictures is that maybe it's just me being older. Maybe I have more of an appreciation for art. I feel like people could afford to be a little bit more thoughtful about the things that they put. You know, putting some effort into their dick pictures. Like... God, I don't want to, I don't want to see a dick picture with your crusty ass fucking hobbit ass feet in the background. Uh, And don't get me started on the motherfuckers that do this wearing some fucking Tevas. Like really? What century is this? Seriously? Uh, And then there's also the people that show a picture of their dick with things like toys scattered on the ground, like children's toys scattered on the ground, like jump ropes or uh, like extension cords, oil stains. Like, are you pulling out your dick at a date? care or a fucking garage like what the fuck uh one thing that i had recently which i thought was sort of special was a guy who actually sent me a picture of his dick against the it was it was obviously taken from an office building in downtown san francisco and it had the salesforce tower building in the background um if you're not familiar with it Salesforce the salesforce tower is one of the largest buildings uh that's basically disrupting the i guess the skyline of the existing san francisco downtown as it is i personally thought that was pretty brave to have your dick with the biggest fucking phallic symbol in San Francisco as your background. Like seriously, that thing makes the coit tower look like a skinny ass short little fucking chode. Uh but the bigger issue was the fact that I too can see the Salesforce tower from my office building. So now I've got to figure out which one of my coworkers is secretly showing me their dick. Um Something else I discovered, um, so another thing about myself that I should mention is I'm also a sex educator here in San Francisco. Uh, it's, I want to say that it is a honorable profession, but really 90% of the time I spend telling people what they can and can't put in their ass. Like fists absolutely peanut butter jars not so much i've actually seen x-rays of people that have like beer bottles in their ass and i look at it and i'm just like oh corona if if you're gonna put a beer bottle in your fucking ass at least have some respect and put an ipa or some shit you know what i'm saying like racer lagunitas like that's how i know you go hoard. you know what i mean in the paint. Um. Uh, as you've probably, I also, I also talk to people and my students. I talk to them about pornography. I'm responsible for putting together a four-panel montage of porn called Fuckapalooza. That shit makes two girls one cup look like a fucking cooking video. It's ridiculous. I love porn. It's so awesome. To be able to say that I watch porn for educational purposes is the biggest cop-out in the world, and I take advantage of it every fucking second I can. Uh, As you've probably figured out, I don't teach sex ed to kids. Uh, Not for any moral reasons or anything like that, but more so, um, 12-year-olds all have iPads and iPhones at this point, and seriously, if they're not smart enough to open up a... Pornhub or like or bang bust and figure out how to do it themselves. Honestly, they deserve to get chlamydia. Uh, one of the other things that I enjoy about being a sex educator is the potential for self-growth and self-discovery. And something that I've discovered in my several years as a sex educator is that I like BDSM. I'm into very rough sex. You guys into that shit? I fucking love rough sex. Like, uh, I want to feel that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to make love? Get a girlfriend. Mama's trying to Fuck. Mama's trying to fuck. I got some shit to do afterwards. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's just, um, if you haven't figured out by my, um, athletic physique, I'm not a huge fan of having to engage in physical activity without... Incentives. So uh, I want to feel that shit. Like when I have sex with somebody, I w- I want to feel like I went through some shit to get there. Like I want to f- like I like the slapping, I like the hitting, I like the pinching, I like the grabbing and the hair pulling and the. Uh, I want to feel like Sharkeesha's opponent. I want to feel like I did CrossFit. Like I hiked Mount Kilimanjaro. Like I did SoulCycle. Like I'm from Hayward, so I want to feel like I ran from the cops and lost. I want to feel like I did a man. American fucking ninja warrior like if I can't call my mom afterwards and ask her for some illegal Filipino painkillers to me as I'm far as far as I'm concerned is not real but I do have limitations I mean let's let's be honest if you choke me in bed and the sex lasts for less than five minutes I'm calling the cops you did not cut co- you did not need to come up in my room in my house and assault me for no reason Just- ridiculous so uh one of the other things that i've discovered uh, to circle it back to uh, how i've been finding people to fuck um is tinder like that that thing is such a trip like i realize i have a type i really do have a type i like i like big like i like bigger guys you know what i'm saying i like like dad bods like i like dad bods i like fucking jeans flannels beards, like fucking the over-exaggerated douchebag mutton-chop fucking facial things. Like, half of my Tinder matches look like a cross between Seth Rogen and Ron Swanson. Like, if we were watching, if 20, if 21 Jump Street were real, I would probably push aside Ch- Channing Tatum to get to Jonah Hill. Like, I will sit on his fucking face. He doesn't have to say shit. I think I'm comedian enough for both of us. That's a bold-ass statement. That's a bold-ass statement. I said that shit on the air. Yes, I did. Um yeah, I like, I like big guys and I like lumberjack looking motherfuckers. So I was particularly excited. Like I really like beards. Like I was really excited for one guy because one, like I said, he looked, he looked like a lumberjack. Like he fit in with my lumberjack steez, like the brawny paper towel guy. Like he looked like he would just come like come over and chop down a tree and fuck me on the stump with a, with a PBR bottle in one hand and a turkey leg in the other and then at the end, he'll he'll pull a confederate flag out of his beard and throw it at me and tell me to clean myself up. It's my fantasy. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. So tell me why the motherfucker that showed up at my house, he didn't look like no lumberjack. He looked like Professor Snape from Harry Potter in his 25th trimester of pregnancy. And at that point, I have like really big moral dilemmas because, you know, on one hand, I... I like big guys, but I, I also, I also don't want to fat shame, but that's sort of what this is, like, he's, he was huge, like, there's a difference between dad bods, there's a difference between dad bods and bitch tits, like, there's a significant difference between saying that you fucked Kevin James from Queen of, from King of Queens, and fucking big pun, like, there's just a huge fucking difference, like, I like burritos, I just don't want to eat 20 of them at once, you know what I mean, so, but he was already in my house, and mama needed to get some, so I was like, let's, let's get to it, and I tried to get on top of him, which is more entertaining than actually sexual, it was like trying to mount a bucket, like it was trying to mount a bull. If the bull was Suge Knight, like I couldn't get on top, I couldn't do anything, couldn't get anywhere. So, after a few minutes of that struggle, I said, You know what? Let's start slow, let's try something different, let's do oral. This fool looks me right in my eyes and says, I don't eat pussy. Brother was close to 300 pounds, like if you don't eat pussy, that's the only thing you don't eat. And then he said he had to be on top because he had back problems. You know, when a girl is on top of you and she's grinding away and you got titties in your face, in my fantasy, they usually smell like a uh, Victoria's Secret love spell or Bath and Body Works vanilla brown sugar. Like, yeah, I, I, I go to a lot of strip clubs. Like, it's, it's my fantasy. I love titties, but it's different when the titties belong to a guy and you're hella insecure because now they're sort of bigger and rounder than yours. And you also don't want to open your mouth because you don't know if what you're going to get is their nipple or sweat or fucking lactation. It was terrible. but again, like I said, I'm a sex educator. I wanted to be I wanted to say something useful. I wanted I wanted the guy to leave my house having learned something new about himself. So right before I kicked him out, I said, you know
12: Hey
4: folks, this is the Flat black plastic show. People coming to you from mutiny Radio. .fm Enjoy.
9: Thank you very very much for waiting for your pleasure and certainly ours Mr. Neil Young.
4: Thank you, thank you. Welcome to Miami Beach. I'd like to thank my managers for introducing me tonight.
14: First topless girl we get
4: up here gets one of these boots, ladies and gentlemen. reason why.